0: All right, welcome back. This is Stoppage Time with Footwork, highlighting some of the best moments from episodes. This week, we sit down with professional soccer player, Dakota Barnathan. He's currently playing for Richmond Kickers in USL League One in the US. In this Stoppage Time, we discuss finding a role in the team, learning ways to adapt to new teams, being drafted by FC Dallas, biggest differences at the highest level, constant uncertainty, and being tactically and positionally fluid. To hear more from our conversation with Dakota, check out the full episode 101. And join the club at footwork.club, the one-stop shop for everything footwork.
1: Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Welcome to the
2: So, I mean, just touching on some of the experiences you had, I mean, settling into a new team, new city, new cultures and environments and finding your role in a team. How have you kind of, you know, leveraged that and, and, and handled those situations?
1: I think by year five or six, it gets a little bit easier, but you know, those first couple of years are a bit, uh, a bit stressful. I was fortunate my rookie year to have had a roommate who I went to college with, uh, Carlton Belmar. Um, he was at Swope. I got released from Dallas after being drafted there. And, uh, that, that, that night I was in Carlton's apartment and he was my roommate for the year. So it was an easy transition. Somebody who had two or three years, a professional experience already under their belt he was able to kind of show me the ropes on you know kind of how to act as a professional and I wasn't going off just a drawing board of okay like just figure it out so that mm-hmm. helped a lot my first year and and then you know your second year you bounce back you expect some things to happen that you know maybe don't and then you're going to a new team at the end of the year injuries whatnot like but I think for me over the years it's just been how can I, you know, involve myself in the team as much as possible? Just in the locker room, just with guys on the team off the field. Uh, the, the better you do that, I think it makes your life easier just on the field because you're, you're happier going to the field. You know, you have those allies just even in the locker room that, you know, if you're not having a great day, somebody else will pick you up or even a text message, you know, saying something along the lines of, hey, just keep going is Means the world, and sometimes when you put yourself in situations in different locker rooms, you might not have that. Yeah. So for me, I think that's kind of been my my motto is just been going into it and just trying to get myself involved with guys on the team as much as possible.
0: Is that something you picked up when you first jumped in the professional game, or you've always had this? You know, throughout college or even as a kid when you were training with Albertson and Gachi, going out um, of town I think to it's meet.
1: Something I've more picked up as I've been pro. I think, uh, as funny as it is, like, usually you have that kind of from the youth side, but, and then as you turn pro, it's a little bit more, uh, like you're a little bit more by yourself when you're a pro, you know, it is your job, you know, it's mm-hmm. not anybody else's job, it's your job to then provide food and, on the table and, and stuff like that. But I think for me, it's just helped also keep that, like, little bit of not I don't want to say joy but that little bit of youth to it a little bit of that youth academy type feel that uh that it is still a game that it is still something that you do love to do and that you are here because you do love the sport so I think that's been you know the people you surround yourself with are pretty much how you're going to feel on a daily basis so If I was able to, you know, get myself into a good group of the guys on the team, I knew that it was probably going to end up being like a pretty decent year for myself.
0: And you mentioned the FC Dallas, you got drafted by them, but they didn't wind up picking you up. Walk us through, um, first off, getting drafted by them and then going into preseason. Um, And a lot of our European listeners here, getting drafted is, it's like an invitation to, it's like a trial. Yeah,
1: it's an invitation. Right, right. Um, I'd say unless you're probably like one of the first 10 picks in the draft, it's mm-hmm. an invitation to trial. Um, I was, it was a great experience for me. I, I really had like, that's kind of where my eyes first went like wide. I was like, wow, this is, this is the next level. This is how what it's what it takes on a daily basis. You're doing two a days pretty much right away. So you're in the thick of it from day one. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to, you know make it past probably that first little like couple of weeks um and i was there for probably like two and a half months and then uh we went to argentina for like 12 14 days and played some teams down there which was unbelievable lucky enough we got to play a lot of their first teams because they were in the middle of a television strike so they were still you know, they were starting their season a little bit later to get all of that sorted. So we were able to play a lot of the first team guys, which was just a crazy wow. experience. And then, uh, yeah, after a 14 hour flight from Buenos Aires to Dallas, I get off the plane. Coach says, Can I speak with you? I said, Yes, absolutely. He says, Yeah, we're going to let you go. Um, you're going to go to Oklahoma City because that's our affiliate. I said, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I, already have, I already have a pre-contract with Swope that if this didn't work out, I'm going there. And there was about a couple hours there of people saying, we didn't know this. How didn't you know this? Mix and match with you know agents telling some things, leaving some things out. So, yeah, by five o'clock that night, I was in Kansas City. But it, it was wow. a great experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's quick, a quick very, turn very, of events, quick, quick, yeah. turn 6.15 in the morning, landed from Argentina. An hour of, you know, figuring stuff out over the phone. Like, what's going on? Am I going to OKC or am I going to Swope? Um, exit medical flight in Kansas City.
2: Wow. I guess that's kind of your first taste of the uh, the politics and the bureaucracy of the game, too, though. It's like, it's a yeah. real learning learning it's, introduction it's there.
1: definitely yeah the learning curve is pretty exponential i'd say and <laughs> yeah. you just gotta strap on and just say all right i'm in it yeah. let's just drop yeah. with it from here
0: yeah, yeah.
2: absolutely speak speaking of that learning process i mean you spend a lot of time with the the first team and on these trips as well yeah. what was some of the big switches that you saw like okay i i need to work i need to improve this this is the standard
1: uh yeah, I'd say just like the little details and the finite things of the game. You know, body positioning, like always being on point with being prepared for that next move. For what? What are you doing to set yourself up so that you're anticipating and you're not reacting? Because at that level, that that split second is the difference. It's not mm-hmm. so much oh, because yeah, ninety percent of the guys throughout all three of these leagues can hit a diagonal, can you know win a header, can dribbled past two or three people but it's the that little split second of the decision making of am I going or am I staying am I am I playing the ball through or am I keeping it and I'd say that's where I really realized for the first time like those little decisions are what add up into making a an elite level player
2: more than the others I mean you've had some one-year contracts too but this level of uncertainty has got to be tough throughout the years I mean when going into those those i guess those meetings or those time periods when the the discussion of an option is coming up what are those feelings like because i mean throughout the year you're working for that next contract really so i mean what is that uncertainty like for you
1: yeah i'd say it's the like it's the stability or i should say the lack thereof stability Mm -hmm. um that is probably the most strenuous on your mind um You know, you you see it very early and I I saw it very early from my rookie year that as soon as it comes to be this time period now, late August, early September, you know, half your team's probably not coming back. Uh, Maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, but half your team's not coming back. So it comes down to what are what are what are those guys mentalities like going into a final stretch of the season? Are they bought in? Are they willing to give, you know, that little extra effort for the team or are they really kind of just trying to figure out their own next step, which you can't really blame them for either because, you know, it is their job. Some people do have families in in the leagues and stuff like that. So people have priorities that they have to think about first. Um, But for me, it was just. I think just the, the lack of stability is something that, you know, hopefully through this players association that we can gain a little bit more traction on that end. And, you know, maybe that, maybe these, maybe there are more player options. Maybe it's not just up to the team if you come back or not, maybe there can be like a meeting of the minds of saying, okay, you want me back. I want to be back. Let's sort this out in mm-hmm. a proper way. Um, maybe that is an, you know, a two year plus one. I haven't seen many of those, but you know, they do exist. It's not like they don't exist in the league. It's just, I'd say with ownership and the turnover, it's tougher to get those types of contracts.
0: And a last thing I want to touch on before we wrap it up is you've been tactically able to play in many positions uh, on different teams and different styles under different coaches. Yeah. Um How have you been able to do this and um, how do you think it's helped the success of your career thus far?
1: I think it's been probably like it's it's what makes me I think that's one thing that separates myself from the rest of the guys that might be gunning for a center back position or a defensive mid position or an outside back position is that, you know, signing me, you can get all three. Um, my versatility has been something I've always prided myself on, even like in school, I've played a bunch of different positions, which I think set me up for having this ability and this mentality to, I've always thought about it as I'm just going to play football just in this little area of the field. Okay. Now I just have to play football a little bit higher up in this little area in the field.
2: Um,
1: I don't think many of the things, yeah, there's, you know, different nuances of the positions that are, uh, that are maybe easier to learn when you're in that position for an extended period of time. But at this, at the end of the day, I've just always thought about it as I just have to go play my game in this area of the field. Um, I think when you overthink the position and you overthink what the coach is thinking, putting you there, why is he putting you there? Why isn't he putting me here? You find yourself drowning already before the game's even started. Um, so I think being able to just, uh, separate the those feelings and those emotions from playing the actual position has been probably like super beneficial for my uh success
2: great insight for you young players out there i think that's yeah perfect play place. as many positions as you can like, yeah. yeah it's only
1: gonna make you better it's only gonna help mm-hmm. you see the game from a different perspective you know playing center back what do i what do I need as a center back from a defensive midfielder? Oh, what would I want? What, like, what would I want to be doing there? So you're able to see it from both sides, you know?
2: Like, Mm -hmm.
1: I think it helps your game. I really do. I think it helps your game tremendously. And young players should be playing a bunch of different positions. You shouldn't be 11 years old saying, I'm a winger. And I'm only a winger. Because there's only two wingers on the field.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, I I couldn't agree more. It's and I think the the I love that point. Uh it's like position I don't know if this is a term, but I might try and coin it is like positional empathy. You yeah. know exactly as a center back like you just said what does my 6 want? You know because you've been in that position as a center, center back vice versa yeah. to know where I should be or where he should be.
1: Yeah. No, I I like I said, I positional empathy. I love that. You should coin that. Yeah, we're coin t- that. we're taking like
0: that, we're that one. <laughs> that is a good one. Let's coin on this one. Taking that to it's the co- bank. <laughs> so your favorite player growing up and now?
1: Um, I'd say Ronaldinho growing up. Now I'd probably say, I'll say Van Dyke.
2: Crazy. You can you can see how the positional uh, empathy yeah. yeah. really came <laughs> into that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe just How because to... I've gotten older, I've moved back. back <laughs> yeah, back,
2: I mean, this always happens. It happens yeah. to us all. Um, favorite favorite moment in football so far, or soccer thus far? Um, I'd say winning the Western Conference final. That
1: going, We won 11 rounds of PKs. Our goalie had to make a save and then put it in. So, yeah, that was just, yeah, Crazy. madness. Madness Amazing. for anybody.
0: Most difficult moment?
1: uh probably that off season after my second year I had just done uh had a rectus abdominis surgery um so I was out I wasn't really even able to go to like trials in December and January I kind of had was just kind of like floating in limbo you know waiting on what agents were going to say and you know you you see the stats it's like the average American uh soccer careers like 2.3 2.3 years at the time or something like that so i was like wow I'm really, really? i about to just fall into that real quick <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh shit so, another statistic
1: um, yeah exactly so um yeah that was probably like that was that was a tough time period for sure
2: best advice you ever received
1: best advice i ever received is just keep going probably i think that's one thing that my dad has always taught me like you just have to keep going. Put your head down, dig deep, and you'll figure out a way. The only way you don't do it is if you stop.
0: Yeah, love that. Favorite place you've lived?
1: Ottawa, Canada.
0: Wow. Nice. I like that. And why is that?
1: Oh, man, I was just like, I was two blocks away from Parliament. The whole city is just, it's like built on being able to walk everywhere um sounds so very it really, european in a way yeah like it, it kind of was it had, it had a little bit of that to it i'd say montreal okay. was like like definitely european i, I got when okay. i went to go visit there just with my girlfriend on the weekend i was like this is this is europe um <laughs> but yeah ottawa was, was a brilliant city clean city smart people i mean it was it's a government city so like out of two blocks away from parliament, everything was walkable and food was incredible.
2: Amazing. That's wow. added to the list. I yeah. It's one of the things I think is underrated in general is Canada, just in terms I know. of travel. Hey I, man, I went, I went up there
1: as one of those people like, nah, Canada, like what are we doing here? Yeah, like, I've been
2: here. I mean, Where? like I'm not,
1: I'm not here, but I'm so close to the border. Like, yeah. yeah, I know. And just the, just the snow. Holy snowed May 1st. And I
2: was like, yeah, this is craziness. Oh, <laughs> that might be yeah um best player you played against and with against drugba with oh shit yeah yeah um
1: with i would say i'd go with level moloto Plays uh for Tulsa right now, and I'd say when he was he kind of played as like an attacking mid false nine for us my rookie year at Swope, and my guy could just do anything with the ball. Like he was nice. just so saucy. I just, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, just passing just saucy. Ball yeah, the ball to him from center back. I was like, I could miss him by five feet. Name is just making it yeah. happen.
0: <laughs> just put it in his direction, saucy. he'll do yeah. something. Like-
1: one of those guys that just makes everybody yeah. so much better. Yeah. And as a rookie, it was definitely something that I was fortunate to have.
0: If you weren't a footballer, what would you be?
1: Mm. You know, I was thinking about this this weekend, actually. I was like, what would I be? Um, I don't know. I'd probably be doing something like in business or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. I, I day trade right now just for, you know, my own fun and as a little hobby. So maybe something like that. Favorite book? favorite book i'd say the outsiders by s.e hinton nice nice
0: any quote that you live by
1: um i don't have a quote that i necessarily live by but i definitely have one that recently over this past year has definitely like resonated with me a little bit more and i'll pull that up real quick yes
2: love that yeah
1: it's from uh the movie dune I see, Sean, you have it right there. Yes, Uh,
0: this is actually Dylan's book. Great Um, book, great movie. Only in the beginning of it, but Dylan had very high recommendations on it.
1: Yeah, I have to read the book. I watched the movie and I was just like, yeah, this is going to be an incredible series. So, yeah, yeah, just uh, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path where the fear has gone. There will be nothing. Only I will remain. Wow.
0: Wow. That is deep.
2: That's that. you know, that there was a writer who, after he wrote that, he was like,
0: yeah, he damn. said, I, I, I got I it. Dropped water
2: the on pen. The pen like, it was on fire. <laughs> he's like,
0: yeah.
1: damn. <laughs> so it's like, like, I think I'm so that, good. Yeah. I think for me, that's been like, that's the background on my phone right now. I look at that before games and stuff like that. So, I think, you know, letting go of that and that little fear and that little anxiety, uh, you can get rid of that, then you really realize that you're playing a game that you love to play and just go out there and do it for 90 minutes.